Welcome back to another episode of the Pandemic Guitar Podcast, a show dedicated to the idea of isolating yourself to avoid illness with the ones you love, your guitars. We're your hosts, I am Tim, and on the other end of this social distancing Zoom call is Rick. How's your day going? Oh, not too bad. How's your day? Uh, my day was kind of busy, but you know, I mean, I got through it and here we are. We're recording, which is what we like to do. Yep, I know. I had a, my day was a little on the rough side, but all in all, <laughs> when, it turned out when, okay. When is your day not on the rough side? Uh, it's just the company I work for. It's always rough. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yep. So episode three is out. Yep. And we talked a little bit about uh, cheap guitars versus expensive guitars. Yep. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I did too. And we talked a little bit about the differences between or the differences in quality between cheap and expensive. And then we ended up talking about a project guitar. And yes, we did. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say we did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, um, I, amazingly, I don't know how you pulled it off, but amazingly, we do have some updates and I think we'll leave that a little bit towards the end. Um, so you know what I did do What's that? that I don't normally do. I went to a concert here in, uh, my area, my neck of the woods, and that's not something that I normally do. But for whatever reason, and I think that this podcast is probably what kind of pushed me to go to a musical concert and kind of step out of my comfort zone. Cool. But I went to see Loverboy, Sticks, and Ario Speedwagon. Cool. What'd you think? Okay, so obviously Sticks and Ario Speedwagon are the headliners. Okay. Now... When I found out that Loverboy was like the opening act or they were the first um, act to come out, I actually did have to go out on um, one of my music listening platforms to figure out what songs that they play. And it turns out I've heard quite a few of them. I just never knew they were Loverboy. So here's what I can tell you. Loverboy came on stage when the concert opened and you couldn't hear anything. Why not? It, w it was just... It was... Basically, like, I don't know, listening to a boombox with a trash can on your head. You couldn't make anything out. You you couldn't understand any lyrics or anything. You know, you're not supposed to be sitting outside in the parking lot. <laughs> you know, I, I paid for the tickets. I did. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, because the other two bands didn't have any issues with audio but for whatever reason, my wife and I, we just kept looking at each other like, I think I know that song, but I'm not 100% sure I know that song because you couldn't tell. Oh, okay. The, the one thing that made the, the lover boy part of the concert good was the bassist. Oh, really? Why? What, was, he, what did he do? That is, okay, so the bassist is what drew your attention when you're standing or I'm sorry, sitting or standing in the audience and you're looking at the stage, the bassist was 
all over the place. It like I had to like second guess myself and be like, wait a second, are you playing the guitar or the bass? Hmm. But he was playing the bass. Uh, Ken Sanavi. I'm sure I'm butchering the last name. Uh, been cool. with Loverboy since 2001. Totally st- stole the show. Almost kind of made me feel like I was watching ACDC if everybody in ACDC played the bass. <laughs> but, so so that was kind of interesting. I, I've never gone to a concert or really noticed the bassist stealing the show. Wow. that's I've never seen it either. But, I mean, it is possible. Yeah. I mean, the guitarist was good. He just didn't seem like he had the energy to be there. He just was like, yep, I'm playing. And it got drowned out by the vocals, which got drowned out by the drums, which got drowned out by the bassist. Wow. So I don't know if I I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, maybe uh, whoever the the lead singer of Loverboy is, maybe their voice is shot enough that they have to do that on purpose to make it enjoyable. Yeah, not sure about that. (laughs) I mean, why? It was just way off. And I was kind of thinking to myself, if this is what the entire night is going to sound like, uh, it's a waste of money. Right. But it didn't. Um, there was a slight intermission, and then Sticks came on. Okay, how were they? Sticks was good. Don't get okay. me wrong. I'm not a huge yeah. Sticks fan, uh-huh. but they were good. It, you know, they were they were kind of theatrical a little bit. Well, yeah, they have to put on a show, you know. Yeah. It, it kind of actually, to be honest with you, watching Sticks made me feel like I was watching Sticks in Vegas. Huh. Why is that? I just because it just it seemed Vegas cheesy. Like you're in Vegas, so you can spend a lot more money and we can just do whatever and it's gonna be it, it is what it is. Hmm. How'd the how'd they sound you know, compared to Oh, they sounded amazing. It it sounded really? it, it's it, act, to be honest with you, I think it sounded almost like you were listening to it on a on a CD, but a live version of that CD. Wow. So okay. It, it was good. What I didn't like is that they led up to Sail Away. And I, I I hate that song. I don't know why. I don't like the sound of it. I don't there's nothing about that song that I like. And I grew up with South Park. Okay. And I don't know if you're familiar with Sound Park, but it's a cheesy cartoon that is politically incorrect and makes fun of everything. Uh, Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so Cartman, one of the characters on that show, does a version of Sail Away. So no matter how you listen to that song, that's all you hear is Cartman from South Park singing that song. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just cannot get that out of my head. That's what I process. Right. But Ario Speedwagon, oh man, they were amazing. I really honestly wish that Ario Speedwagon would have went before Sticks. You would have left. And the only reason why is because it's a concert. There's a billion people there over exaggeration, but a billion people there. So you kind of want to leave a little bit early. Right. And try to beat the the traffic because it took us quite a bit to even get into the venue because of the traffic so if you leave a little bit early you can get out quicker yep know the feeling 
so I was I was kind of bummed that we had to leave early and we missed uh, probably a, a song or two of Ario Speedwagon, but they were they were really good. I really like both Sticks and Ario Speedwagon. They both took a little bit of time between songs to give you a little bit of the band's history and where they were at when the next song they were going to play was created and so on and so forth. Oh, wow. Never so, never seen that done before. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, but it also kind of made me, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure because I didn't do my research on REO Speedwagon, but I did a little bit on Styx, and Styx is almost more of a company than it is a band, from my understanding, because people come and people go, and that's just the way of life. But if you're lucky enough to be part of Styx, you can go out and perform. Yep. You know, I, I never realized that. Like most of the bands that I know, you're either the original band member and if somebody passes away or leaves or something like that, the band is pretty much gone. True, true, yeah. I know. I've uh, I've seen that. That's uh, nothing new. Uh, some of the other bands were like Leonard Skinner, I mm -hmm. mean, uh, and uh, Alice Cooper. You know, just uh, they would just hire people to do the job. You know? well, yeah, but both of them, they're like, that's a, the band is the lead person's name. Right. Yeah. You know, I, so I get that, you know, I mean, if, if your band is Leonard Skinner and you lose a drummer, you go out and get another drummer, you're still Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, but like to me sticks, that's a band. If somebody leaves, the band is pretty much done. Oh, okay. You know, that that, that was that right. was my mentality until I did watch the Sticks concert and I realized that people have come, people have gone, people they've added people and it's more of a business than it is just a group of guys that are hanging out and playing music. That's true, yeah. Well, they're there to make money. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> if you got if you got the talent it was yep. really cool though. The lead singer of Sticks, he had a you know a, a piano on a swivel, yeah, and he was just moving around it and swiveling the piano all around. I, I've never seen that before, so that was pretty cool. Nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, so Loverboy, Sticks, Ario Speedwagon. It for what it was, it was a good concert. I realized that if I would have waited until the last minute to buy tickets, I probably could have gotten them for a third of the price. Wow. But there's no guarantee that you're going to be in that situation, right? Right, and there's no Maybe. guarantee on the seating either. Right, so you can you can sit and wait till the last minute and hopefully get a great seat with a great price, or you just say, I want to go see this band or this group or whatever and pay the price. Right. You don't want to be in the nosebleed section. Oh, no. And there were people all the way up there. I was looking up the ceiling, and I'm like, I hope you brought your binoculars. Yeah. You know, because I've uh, been up in the nosebleed sections uh, at this arena for hockey games. Right. And I was like, never again. I'll pay a little bit more to get closer. Right. Yeah. No, I know. So uh, I know that we're going to be going to the Joe Bonamassa concert, I think, is it in November? 
It is mid-November, yeah. Yeah, mid-November. We're going to that, and that's at a different venue right next door. Mm-hmm. Right. And do you? I, I know you've gone to concerts or events there before. Do they allow you to take your cell phone in? Yes. Okay. So I'm all about having your cell phone on you because you know in in today's world you know somebody gets into a car accident or um your your home security system's going off you know you if if something's going on you need to be contacted correct but when you're going to a concert and you're paying money to go to that concert you've paid for that experience and I understand taking a couple pictures here and there for your memories, but what is it with people who go to a concert and record video after video after video? Yeah, they're not supposed to do that. Well, okay, they're not supposed to do it, but they, but do. they do. I know. I've seen it. Um, I've actually... Uh... Uh, Mom and I went to a concert, uh, I think it was, oh, can't remember the name of the band that it was. It was, uh, um, it was a Christmas, uh, Christmas thing. And, um, I keep on, I keep on thinking of, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, but no, it was, um, oh. Steam, I, Madheim Steamrollers. It yeah. Was, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. We, we went to see that concert. Very good. Actually, I really, I really did like it. Um, and there was a lot of people taking pictures there, and uh, they had the, uh, I'm not going to call them security guards, but they had people coming around and saying, you know, put the phone away, put the camera away, you know, and stuff like that. You know, you were okay with maybe a picture or two, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, it got it got annoying, all the flashes going off and stuff like that, so. Yeah, because where I was sitting was probably about 45 degrees was my angle to the concert uh, or to the to the stage mm-hmm. which yeah. was fine but the gal sitting to my right one seat closer to the stage especially when sticks came on and I was blown away at the reaction to sticks compared to Ario Speedwagon I wouldn't have guessed that sticks was as was more popular than Ario Speedwagon, but whatever. Um, But she just kept popping her phone out and recording 30-second video after 30-second video, and it was annoying because I couldn't focus on the concert going on because the light of the phone kept pulling my eyes to the phone. Yeah, and that's the reason why people don't like that. It's annoying, and, and... I kind of wanted to just nudge her and be like, look, I get it. You want some sort of memory on your phone, but a picture will do because that video in a venue, your audio is going to stink. Yeah. I mean, cell phone microphones aren't that great yet. Nope. So what are you going to do? You're going to show all your friends? Well, wait a second. We paid to be here and experience this. Your friends didn't. Right. So. Yeah, I agree. Some you people know. put it up on YouTube. I mean, I've seen stuff up on YouTube where they're, they yeah. get the two-minute videos. Yeah. It's, it's, see, I don't I don't like that. Like, full disclosure, I paid $350 for two seats. Right. I didn't take my cell phone out of my pocket Yeah. because I don't want to be interrupted. I want to experience the show. 
And then you've got all these people running around with their cell phones, taking pictures and videos and, and it just ruins it. Yep. It does. I, you know, same thing with, uh, I went to a, a concert on the East coast one time and everybody just got up and started, you know, well, they just got up and started uh, watching everybody in the whole stadium. Mm-hmm. And it was just annoying. You couldn't sit down. You just, you were standing and, you know, after a while you got tired. If you sat down, you didn't see anything. Yeah. Yep. And that happened during, uh, sticks while they were playing. I, yep. um, I got a, uh, a great view. The gal who was sitting next to me, all I could see was the people in front of me, which was the, uh, floor level that were all standing. And if I looked to the right, I was, um, well, I could see her rear end and my wife was <laughs> on the other side. So I just looked down. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was like, yeah, come on. Like this is, and I get it. I could have stood up as well, but I'm not a sticks fan. Like, you know, I just wasn't, I wasn't that into it. Right. Right. So what else did you like about the concert or what didn't you like? Or, Well, they did do a signed guitar. So they okay. had a raffle. Uh, it was kind of $20 uh-huh. and for $20, you got to choose between a Styx CD and, or an Ario Speedwagon CD. And okay. I didn't want the CD because I haven't used a CD in more than five years. Uh-huh. So I kind of thought it was funny that they were basically selling CDs to make money and at $20 a pop, mind you. Yeah. They were selling CDs in order to get a raffle ticket in order for a chance to win a guitar signed by everybody in the three bands that played that night. Cool. Now the benefit, all the proceeds went to, and if I get this wrong, I apologize, but I pretty sure that it is a paraplegic veteran charity, which I think is a great idea. I think it's a great thing. Anything that uh, goes to assist veterans um, that have diseases, illnesses and stuff like that, I'm all for, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want the, the CD. Right. Uh, So I, I, um, and, and this was an, uh, an Epiphone LP style. You could probably buy it brand new without the signatures for, I don't know, 150 bucks, maybe 200 bucks. It was a cheap guitar. Okay. But still, uh, the, 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 the idea behind it, I'm like, yeah, cool. All right. Well, so, so I just went up and I, I happened to bring a handful of certain guitar picks with me. And so I went up and I said, Hey, look, I'm going to give you $20. I want a raffle ticket. I don't want a CD. Um, but this is my pick and I want whoever wins this guitar to have my pick. And so my wife was with me and the, the gal behind the counter was like stunned, shocked, didn't know what to say, didn't know what to do. So my wife's like, He's got a guitar podcast and he's trying to promote it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so I don't know because we left a little bit early, so I don't know who won and I don't know if whoever won actually got my pick, uh-huh. but uh, that was, that was fun. That, that was kind of comical. Um, and then obviously because I was 
in that area. Uh, I just happened to, uh, I think one of the, somebody that was standing around asked me about the pick. And so I started talking to them and I was like, oh yeah, it's a brand new podcast, uh, that it, we're, we're on, I think, uh, at that time I was like, episode three is coming out this week, so on and so forth. I'm like, do you play? He's like, yeah, I'm not, I mean, not good, but I play. And I'm like, well, there, you got to have a pick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. those special uh, picks. Yeah. Very, very special picks. They, uh, improve your playability by 0.00001%. I see. Yes. And I, um, I think you I think you put them up on a picture of them up on Instagram too. I did. I did. Um, we put that up on Instagram, uh, a couple days ago. I don't, depends on when this episode comes out. I'm not sure, but, uh, I did throw the picture out there and, uh, they, they are, we have them. They are a extremely limited edition pandemic guitar podcast pick. And it's got the, it's got the logo and everything on it. Yeah, yeah. So th- this year, this year, because I, I would really like to do a different pick every year. Okay. Uh, so this year, it's uh, extremely limited. I think we, I think I did a run of 200 or I think 200. Okay. Uh, I thought it was I, one. Oh, no, we'll you go. did do 200. Yeah, yeah. It was 200. It was okay. uh, single-sided, single color um, because okay. we do this for free. And I didn't know exactly uh, what it was going to turn out or look like. So I tried to stay at a fairly modest uh, cost. But yeah, so this year we did 200 of them. And there are some people out there that uh, we, we, we've we sent a few picks just to show uh, our support. And um, I know that as we walk around and we meet and greet people, we're going to give them out. And mm-hmm. maybe... Maybe there's something special for some lucky listeners in the future. I'm not going to give any details, but you know, maybe maybe there's a way you could get some. Wow, that'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because everybody wants to improve their playability by point zero 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 one percent. Right. They are nice picks, though. Yeah, they are. They turned out really well, and I, I I'm really excited to see what next year's pick looks like too. Uh, we'll have to change the color. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do something and, different. You know what we'll It'll, do is also put the year on there, too. Ooh, that's a good idea. You know, instead of just have something that, well, you know, every year we come out with one, and it'll just uh, designate, you know, the difference hmm. in the years. I like that. I like I like that idea a lot. I think we'll, we will do that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, so one of the things, because I, I did go to this concert, and I know we're spending a lot of time on this topic. Uh-huh, that's fine. Um, one of the things that I, I've said in the past is that I am not a big fan of heavily populated, uh, venues or areas where there's a lot of loud noise. And I had a pair, I bought a pair of, uh, hearing protection. It was, I can't think of the name right off the top of my head, but that doesn't matter. Um, but they were featured on Shark Tank, the TV show. Okay. And I really liked them. They, they worked really well, uh, but they were clear plastic with white. Uh, the, the, the bud that stuck in your ear was white. Okay. So obviously really, it didn't take long for them to get dirty and gross. Right. 
and but whatever they're they're in my ears they don't go in anybody else's ears but i could not find them i swore that i saw them a day or two before the concert i couldn't find them i'm like oh, all right whatever and the concert wasn't horrible but i did get a headache okay so that led me to start looking at purchasing a new pair of hearing protection okay for concerts especially like i mean i don't know how uh the joe bonamassa concert's going to be i don't know if it's going to be super loud or if it's going to be the perfect volume or whatever so i started doing some research and trying to find a new pair of hearing protection and hearing protection that is specifically designed for concerts and venues and loud events you, they you do just, have them yeah they do I, i've been looking uh, at a couple of possible options uh so i didn't know if you utilized hearing protection when you go to the events or or, or um or if you know of a uh, have a good recommendation no i i really don't uh, i do know that they have them and uh, you got to sort of look at the reviews and everything and to decide which is better and which isn't but um when uh, mom and i went to that one concert it wasn't loud it was i mean it was it was a comfortable level oh. at least i that's what i thought but no, that ain't bad this is, this is joe bonamassa so so he's gonna crank it up huh i you know i don't know i mean let me put it this way i know that uh Yngwie momstein if he ever came here he would uh crank up all those marshals he has and <laughs> you definitely have a hearing problem afterwards yeah yeah so i am in the market for uh hearing protection that uh makes sense that uh doesn't super break the bank um but you know if i go to a concert and the volume is a little bit too loud I, i'm looking for a good set of venue hearing protection so if anybody that's listening has any suggestions or, or thoughts or anything like that. Um, hit us up at, uh, on Instagram at pandemic guitar or pandemic guitar at iCloud.com. I'm really interested to hear if anybody gets back and says, Hey, these are great hearing protection. I use them all the time. Anything like that. Yeah. I'd like to know what the, what a good brand is. Yeah. Well, and for me being in the military, and uh, doing two deployments and being around loud trucks, loud generators, loud bangs and booms. Um, you know, sometimes that that loud uh, volume after a short period of time just starts to, to get to me. And mm -hmm. once that point is hit, then I'm not going to enjoy myself no matter what. Yeah, I'll wear them around the house. <laughs> that way... That way, when mom says, calls me or something like that, she says, can't you hear anything? I'll just say, nah, I can't. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm always listening to the radio, uh, you know, and everything like that. And um, when I posted the picture of the pics, somebody um, popped back and said, uh, oh, he's the, the kid. Cause I, uh, no, actually, that was a different one. I'm sorry. It was the one after that where I picture, I took a picture, I put it up there. It was uh, my cat with a guitar pick. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody popped up and they're like, oh, he, he wants you to learn cat scratch fever. I was like, oh, okay, cool. There you go, Ted Nugent. Uh, 
but I was I was listening to the radio today and a song. Um, I I must. This is. I took a screenshot of what was on the radio. Uh, House of Broken Love by Great White. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure you know it. Um, I've heard, but I think I've that's, heard it. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look that up because I think that's the next. Uh, the next tune I'm gonna try to learn something from. Okay. Sounds cool. I thought you were gonna say Ted Nugent. Uh well, that's that's uh, Cat Scratch Fever. Yep. So I know. So there you go. I know you know that one. Yeah, that one I know. Um, but yeah, that was the concert. It really was. Well, it sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, it was good. I I was happy to get out and um, see a venue. I, I do like that it was an indoor venue, and okay. you're only there because you paid to get in. I've seen some outdoor venues, and there's like zero control in an outdoor venue. Yep. Uh, I'll go for that. Kind of. I, I like the control aspect of it. Right. Not only that, if it rains, you don't have a problem. Well, you know, in the military, if it's not raining, you're not training. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's jump over to what okay. everybody really wants to hear about. Well, I hope they want to hear about it. So let's talk Project Guitar. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that uh, I found. It was an interesting find. I had uh, I was looking around. I put the word out that I was looking for something really cheap, and uh, <laughs> and you it, must have a lot of friends because that was pretty quick turnaround. It, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people, but uh, <laughs> but the the funny thing is is that uh, you know I went I went to the um, it was a it was a store I got it from. Mm -hmm. The uh, it was marked as uh, seventy one dollars and some change. I think seventy one ninety nine or something like that. Right. And it was a Squire Infinity. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I thought that it was going to be a Squire LE. Right. But it actually, and that was based on the headstock for me. Right. Right. But it actually had a serial number? Yes, it did. Yeah, it actually had a serial number. And the um, uh, what happened was is that I went in there and I was talking to the guy. And I happened to, uh, I've done business with this place before. And uh, I happen to, I'm not going to mention his name, but I happened to talk to him uh, quite a few times. And he knows me. And so I basically tried to walk in there, even though it was not possible. I tried to walk <laughs> in here and like act like I didn't know anything. Right. <laughs> so so it was that's, it was quite an interesting that, that, thing. That's a funny point too, because you're like, I'm gonna walk in, I don't know anything. You walk into this place and everybody knows you. So yeah, just about yeah, yeah. Just about everybody knows me. So I walk in there and I I, I asked to see this uh, particular uh, guitar that they had hanging and it just uh, showed up the day before. Well actually the night before. Uh so I mean it's just it. I, they have to hold the guitar for a certain length of time before they can put it out on the floor. Yeah, do they have case. to uh, do what pawn shops do and, like, run it through a police database to make sure it's not stolen or anything like that? I, I don't know all the, the gist to it, but I'm sure that they have to do something like that because when they buy something, purchase it, use, somebody walks in, 
Um, I know that they do ask you for your license and you have to sign papers and stuff like that. And okay. They have to, they have to run it through something. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how long they have to keep it in the, in the back. So I don't know how long they had it, but anyhow, yeah, it was a, it was a, um, a Squire affinity and I, uh, the guy handed it to me and he says, uh, he says, well, he says, uh, you sort of know what it's about. And I said, well, I said, tell me something about it. And, <laughs> He said, well, he says, uh, uh, what do you want to know? And I said, well, I said, it looks pretty good. I said, I looked at the neck, looked to see if the neck was uh, straight because if the neck is warped, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they shouldn't even sell it if the neck is warped, just sell it for parts, I believe. But I've seen places sell warped stuff. That's crazy. Not not often, but it does does happen. And there's a, uh, it may be in another video. uh, No, I'm sorry, not video. Another uh, episode we can talk about bait and switch. Which oh, is a common, yeah, that would be a good one. Which is a common thing. Well, you got to watch it. You got to you got to really watch it. Yeah, so spe- especially when you're ordering it from out of state or something like that. And you, but anyhow, well, that, it, that act, well, it did, but didn't happen on. With, I, well, I guess maybe I wouldn't call it bait and switch, but I've ordered something from an out of state box store and it got shipped to me. And it, it was exactly what I got, but it, when I got it, it didn't have any knobs on the, uh, pots. It didn't, didn't have the, uh, tip on the selector switch. And, right. but in the picture it did. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they made it right. They, they gave me a set of, um, knobs and a, and a, it wasn't the correct one, but it was at least a cover for the switch. Right. Yeah. They usually make, make good for it. Anyhow, um, I was talking to him a little bit, and I said, what's wrong with it? And and, uh, he said, well, he says, uh, how much detail did you want to know about it? So I said, well, tell me all. So he says, well, it has the action is a little high, but it's it's okay. And he said that there was something wrong with the wiring, or not the wiring, but the electronics and, you know, Mm -hmm. the potentiometers and the switch in the guitar. So I asked what it was, and he said it was scratchy. You know, when you turn the controls, you got some scratchy stuff. So they uh, they rated the guitar as fair condition. It was on the low end of fair, what I would mm-hmm. consider the low end. Maybe they they thought it was mid range, but so um, I looked it over a little bit, and I thought, well, it's not going to really cost too much to fix up. We'll get it. Uh, sort of thought maybe fifty bucks would fix it up and get it at least uh, in playing condition, even though it is in playing condition. It's just not in the best playing position. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing was, is that on the back, the uh, tuner covers that covers up the gear was missing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and uh, these things, uh, well, uh, I should go into a little more detail. It was, uh, it was, it's a Chinese guitar and, um, this, the uh, serial number is on the neck, and it was uh, from the year 2000. And the, the guitar was in for the year 2000. Uh, it was in, I, I thought, in good condition. just needed a lot of cleaning and stuff like that, which right. I have not done yet. I have not, uh, I just got some parts in to fix it up, and yeah. uh, I'm going to strip it down and see what I get. So but, when, uh, when you were in the box store, did you hook it up to, like, an amp and play it? No, I didn't. If they told me, I mean, let me put it this way. The guy, I knew the guy and Mm -hmm. he was, he's honest. Um, He told me up front what was going on with it. 
you know, I mean, what is it? Was it going to prove he's right? You know, I right? Knew that, yeah, I knew. That well, there was I just some didn't know it. if he's saying that. Well, there's some scratchiness to it. I didn't know if maybe you're like, well, let me let me make sure that that's what your you would get, you know, or what I would get, you know. Right. Um, but you said that it was on the shelf for like seventy two bucks. Yeah, seventy one ninety nine. Yeah. What did you actually get it for? Oh well, that's a that's that's pretty funny because what I did was, <laughs> I said I said to the guy, I said, hey, I said, uh, can we just make it seventy bucks even? And then the guy says, uh, he says you want two bucks off? And I said, yeah, just make me happy. <laughs> and he and he well, says two dollars is a lot in today's economy. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, he says, uh, yeah, he says I can do that. So he said, he had to get the manager out. And the manager came out, and uh, she was. Uh, I was talking to her for a little bit, and I said, "Oh, I said, hey, this is going to be a project guitar for a podcast." And you know, I said, uh, just went on, told her a little bit about the podcast, and then she said, uh, "She said, oh, you, you just want a dollar? You basically want two bucks off?" And I said, "Well, I said, you can give me more if you want." Right. And, and she said, "Well, she says, let me see what we paid for it." And then she looked, and she's like, "Oh." She didn't tell me how much how much she paid for it, but, right? Or how much they paid for it, but she says, "Oh, you know what? We can we can give it to you sixty five bucks." Nice. So I got it for sixty five bucks plus four dollars tax. It came out to just figure seventy bucks. We'll round it off. So yeah, I got the whole thing. And then the guy the guy says to me, the the kid says, well, the guy, uh, one of the associates there says to me, "Oh, look at that! It comes with a with a uh, case." No, it it did. Yeah, so I'm like, oh. oh, I said, well, I'll take the tweed one over in the corner there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they said, no, no, not really. She's, they said you're going to pay for that one, right? Said, well, yeah, said, that's it comes like with the a case. Was that like the two hundred dollar case? It was. Yeah, it was like it was a tweed. You know, the Fender tweed ones. Yo, yeah, they're so nice. They're, they're sharp. Oh yeah, they're nice. So. uh he went in the back, and after a little bit, he comes back, and he's got a gig bag. It yeah. was, uh, you know, something to carry it in, you know. That's nice. So, uh, you know, and I go to uh, the uh, the guitar box store, and I don't get those experiences at all. Like, if I ask for a discount, chances are the price just went up. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. so, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how you do it, uh, and you've told me, a bunch of stories uh where oh yeah you've just just been able to to get a great deal and Matt, actually yeah. uh, and I, I i can't remember if we mentioned this or not but uh my squire yeah, I, I went in and i had cash in my pocket and nobody said hi or acknowledged my existence for an hour and then all of a sudden i get a phone call from you the next day like i'm at guitar box come meet me and I show up, and I think you got that down to like eighty-five dollars. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a, I think a hundred and thirty or something. Mm, yeah, something like that. Forty, hundred and fifty, somewhere in there. Yeah, and I got it down to I, I forgot what I got it down to, but I, uh, I yeah. want to say it was like eighty-five dollars. I know really? it was sub one hundred. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, I got yeah. more money in my pocket now, yeah. so I think so I bought you, the pair of headphones I'm actually yeah. wearing. Yeah, you bought headphones and you bought something else too. Yeah, probably some extra strings. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, uh, so so after you found the project guitar and you got it home, you right. didn't know it was 
what, a 2000, so that'd be 22 years old until after you got home, right? That is correct, yes. I didn't know, um, I knew it was a, a Squire affinity. I didn't really look at the serial number. I, I did see it there. Well, but those I really serial didn't numbers notice. are like sort of cryptic. Yeah, and um, I thought it was, uh, the thing is, is that it had a fairly, um, it had the, uh, not the big heads, not the big fender headstock, it had the smaller headstock. Yeah. And I thought it was a newer one, uh, you know, a newer Affinity Squire. See, and I didn't think, because the newer Affinities, the, all of them that I've seen, have the word Affinity on the headstock. Right. And that's why I'm like, I was like, ah, there's no way that, that that's an affinity. That's probably right. an SC because typically the affinity or the bullet will will say what it is. And there was nothing. And in my experience, those are SEs, which is the squire that comes in the kit where you get a gig bag and uh, a, uh, a, an amplifier and string. You get the whole nine yards. Like if you buy it, you're you're suddenly Jimi Hendrix. True, yeah. <laughs> you know, I for know. 350 bucks. I know, I know. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't know, and then I um, I was, uh, I had a conversation with my brother, Ed. I have two brothers, one's Tom and one's Ed, and I had a conversation with him, and he was, and uh, he told me that it was uh, Chinese, it was uh, year 2000, and um, told me a lot of things, a lot more things about the about the uh, Squire thing. I I, yeah. I don't know that much about Squires. Fenders, yep, not a problem with Fenders. <laughs> but Squires, I just never got into them. Right. Well, I mean, they've, they've gained popularity over the years. Yes. Just because they're, I mean, in all reality, they're a cheap alternative to a Fender, maybe some different woods, but... If you're not somebody who believes that wood is going to change your tone, then you can fully upgrade everything about a Squire and make it just as good, in my opinion. You, you can. Um, this particular Squire, I did some research on it, and uh, I found out the only thing that is, there's basically two problems with it. One is is that when you, um, if you over-tune, in other words, tune too high, the um, tuners will slip. And once they start slipping, you have a problem. Needless to say, yeah. I have a funny feeling that's the reason why the cover was missing on the low E string. Yeah, they're because, cheap tuners. Yeah, they're cheap tuners. So I, I got a new set of tuners. Matter of fact, I have them right here, right beside me, basically. Um, and the other thing is the bridge uh, or the uh, tremolo system. Mm -hmm. And the floating tremolo system and this is a eight screw it's it's an it's got eight screws going into the body so it's a it's an older type floating tremolo system the new one has the new ones have two one on each side um that supposedly is better and i believe it probably is but uh this one has eight screws it's the old style the only uh, the only thing wrong with it is is the weight that's underneath the where the springs connect mm -hmm. that big weight well, it's pretty small. It's pretty thin. Yeah. So to get a bigger weight might be beneficial. Yeah. But isn't the isn't the Squire body thickness different than Fender? It is. Yes. Yeah. But, okay. Because so, oh, I think you said something to me about that one time. Yeah. Um, the Squire is a little thinner. Okay. 
However, this particular squire, the body is made the same thickness as their fenders. Oh, wow. So... So now um, you have you have plenty of options. Yes, the um, the old the tremolo system the the uh, piece that's in the back that holds the springs is about in, well it's about three quarters of an inch from the top of it. So there's plenty of room in there. Hmm. So evidently they just put a cheap tailpiece in there. I mean that that that's how you save uh, you make a cheaper product by putting some cheaper parts in there and then right. you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if the body is older, but it could be. I'm not yeah. 100% sure. Uh, so have you, you, have you done anything with it? You just, you just got it and just kind of looked at it. Have you, have you started cleaning it or anything? Nope. Nope. No. I haven't done, I haven't done much with it. So overall, okay. So you found the project guitar. Okay. What, what are you thinking that you're, you're going to fix that what are you thinking you're gonna do well i got the tuners tuners are going to be replaced that's no question about that yeah, the, fair enough. Um, yeah the I, old, I couldn't the, i couldn't sit there with one tuner like having uh, being open you know well the problem is is that the uh, chinese those chinese tuners are different ratio i think they're like 10 to 1 i could be wrong about that um you lost me the, yeah that's uh, in other words in other words, you, you turn the the um, tuner ten times for one revolution of the oh, of the okay. string, you that know the sense. the peg. Yeah. So, but the new one is um, fifteen to one. The new new tuners I got, so it's it's going to be easier to. It's going to take longer to tune it up, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be easier. Yeah. So I did not get locking tuners. I just got regular, uh, like a Fender. Actually, I got Fender tuners. I got the, okay. Uh, I got the low end fender tuner tuners for it. So, uh, but um, I think that uh, I know that the um, uh, that I noticed about it was the back cover that covers the springs, the tremolo system. That is a solid white one ply white piece of plastic. Mm -hmm. The guitar body is black. The front pick guard is three ply, and I, that threw up quest that threw up a bunch of uh, red flags there. Okay. Because three ply meaning it's, it's like three white. pieces of plastic pressed together. Yes, it's okay. uh, what it is. Is it's a white. I'm sorry. It's white, black, white, and it's put on there. It gives it like a an edge, a ring around it. Okay. Okay. Where I believe that the original one was one piece white, mm -hmm. so not a three ply. So I'm not sure what I'm going to find underneath there. I did take it. I did take some of the screws out. Take a. I took a peek at it. I could see that the uh, pickups are ceramic. Okay. Um, but that's all I can tell. Well, the potentiometers or the pots that are in there, the volume tone and the volume and two tones are the small, very small ones. They're the cheap Chinese stuff. Yeah, that's the so, that's seems to be the first thing that I always replace. Yeah. So they're going to have to be replaced. And I did pick up CTS pots for it. Mm -hmm. potentiometers so i got i got three of those and i got uh, i got a new switch for it and as i as i go through it i'll just uh throw some new stuff in there and see what we got yeah there yeah. you go um you'll have to keep me updated make sure you take lots of pictures because uh, I, I 
I think what we'll do uh, is uh, we do have actually we'll put some pictures. We'll give a little bit of information out um, on Instagram just to kind of okay. keep people updated. Um, but we do have a page on buymeacoffee.com. And currently we're not withholding any of our articles or pictures or anything like that. It's open to the public. You can go out and read stuff. However, you do have the option to support us and the many projects that we're going to be doing in the future. Uh, you can do uh, currently, I think we kept it at $2 a month. If you want to become a monthly subscriber, which there is uh, or will be some benefits, or you can just do a one-time donation in increments of $5. Not mandatory. We're not, not trying to shill, um, but it does help us. And it also allows us to get some of the fun stuff that we're doing out to you um, because not everybody has Instagram. Because that's it. We're just Instagram, buy me a coffee. That's all we are right now. Yep. Uh, so do you have anything else that you want to let us know about uh, the Project Guitar? Well, I think what I'm going to do, the first thing is the, uh, I'm going to uh, rip apart the, uh, take apart the neck. In other words, I'm going to swap the tuner. I'm going to take the strings off. The strings are rusted, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when it's 22 years old. I don't think they were ever replaced. <laughs> that they, blows my mind. If they have never once been replaced. Like, how would you, I mean, I know you can do it, but if I'm going to swap out my pick guard, because that's what we think, right? Yeah. Uh, if, the, if the pick guard has been replaced. Right. If it were me, I would just be like, eh, let's go ahead and swap strings. I mean, they're 22 years ago. What was a, a pack of strings, like a buck 50? Well, they may have been swapped. It might have been done yeah, by somebody. That's, that's what I'm and saying. When, I, I find it hard to believe that it's the original set of strings. Well, all I know is, is that there's plenty of corrosion on the low E. Yeah. Um, the high E is fine, but what's really remarkable is, um, uh, I did check, I did look at the frets pretty thoroughly and I have not mm -hmm. seen any, uh, problems anywhere in the frets. There's no, uh, like grooves or, or, um, wearing of the crown on those, uh, you know, the frets there, the top, the crown is the top part of the fret. Mm -hmm. It's not flat or anything like that. So, um, it's hard for me to believe that maybe at first it was played and then it was just left. Matter of fact, I'm going to probably have to um, clean the frets, uh, polish them, get them. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do a. Um, I'm not going to bring them down like I normally do. Really get them a mirror shine on them, but uh, right. I'm going to get them. Get them close. I'm going to get them. Uh, I'm going to get all the garbage off of them, and then the fretboard needs to be oiled. A fretboard is very dry and dirty. Uh, a lot of and and it's not. I, I thought at first it was the um, the grease from somebody's hands. You know the uh, on the fretboard. It's actually dust. Mm -hmm. So dust. It, it must have been laying down or laying flat or something like that for a long period of time. Um, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. That's uh, crazy. I I mean just to imagine that it could have been just sitting in a corner of a house for all these years and then finally somebody came in and said well what do i do with this well, let's right see what, well let's... i'm i'm glad they got they sold it back to uh a store and um mm -hmm. you know 
it can be a lot of that stuff ends up in the garbage. Yeah. And that's, that's, I made that point to you, uh, not too long ago that some of these, especially the, uh, quote unquote, cheaper guitars, they, right. they just end up in the trash. Yep. You I know, know people, because people don't nobody know what to do wants to salvage them or fix them. For me, I want to learn these things. So I would rather do it on a cheap guitar. Right. And if I mess it up, then whatever. Right. I don't want to, you, you don't want your first uh, uh, fret job to be on a $1,600 Gibson. Yeah, I know. And uh, yeah, and the thing is, is that like, like I said, I had a, I had an SG a long time ago when I was growing up and, mm-hmm. and it ended up in the shop for a long time and. They finally got it back to me, but you know, the fender is the the one thing. The one reason why I like fenders is you just pop the neck off, put another neck on, you know. Yeah. So, no, but that's that's, that's one of the things I'm going to do. That's why I like the. That's why I like the bolt-on necks. Yep. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to actually I'm going to take the neck off. Make sure that the neck belongs to the body. Hoping that there's some sort of number in, underneath. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. If Squire did that, you know, especially Japanese. I, I don't. Uh, I'm sorry, Chinese. Uh, well, if that old, maybe. Uh, you never I know. On the on the newer stuff, probably not. I know Samick at one point in time they would put the serial number on the neck, and it was a sticker. Then they started put like actually engraving it on the neck plate. Right. And then they went back to uh, a sticker on the headstock and then they would also put the serial numbers in the pickup cavity. Oh, but nice. it, it's, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do maybe the next episode we do, I'll talk about the neck and what I did with it and stuff like that. And then the next episode after that, I'll uh, get into uh, the body, pulling that all apart, taking it all off, cleaning it. Uh, the paint is really, I mean, the paint is really nice on the body. Um, I know it's uh, it's poly. Mm-hmm. It's still it's in very good condition. Just a few little tiny scratches around the horns of the uh, the strat. So you know mm-hmm. the the bottom and the the bottom part of the guitar and the one horn is a few little scratches. But other than that, not much not much work there. Yeah, that's for 22 years old. It sounds like it's in pretty decent condition. So hopefully yeah. it won't be uh, too invasive of an operation. Oh, the setup will probably be because of uh, right now it's not, the setup is not quite correct. Mm-hmm. The um, They have it, uh, they have the tremolo system actually pulled down to the body. The springs are in the back are too tight. Mm-hmm. So, and the other thing was I really, I was really surprised was I got the whammy bar with it. No way. Yep. That you was a never, never get the whammy bar. I know. I know. Guy guy says, oh, I found the whammy bar for it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll take that. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, you never you never get the whammy bar. That's the first thing that always gets lost. Yep. It always does. Yeah, we'll come back in two weeks, and um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the the uh the project guitar and um whatever else is going on 